Welcome, physical educators. This is Thinking PE. Because Fayette is more than just fun and games. I'm Stacy Nelson. And I'm Jamie Seneca. And it's our goal to dig deeper beyond the activities that make your class awesome. So buckle up and join us on this journey. Welcome to another edition of Thinking PE. Jamie, it's been a while since we've thought PE. What, uh, what's on your mind? What have you been thinking about lately? Well, I'll tell you what I've been thinking. I was just uh, just going, just perusing Twitter, Twitter for a little bit, and I stumbled across a Twitter post from uh, Kyle Bragg at Elementary PE1. And as, as I was just scrolling, I saw this, this dead ant tag uh, post and I almost went right past it because dead end tags, a game I play all the, you know, play, play on a regular basis when that's where, you know, you have, if you get tagged, you become an ant and four, you know, two, four people have to carry you to a hula hoop to the ant hill to save you, you know, seems very simple, but he had some questions in there that caught my attention. And what they did was, was, was introduce the why, why, why do you play dead ant tag? And one of the first mm. questions he asked was, how does it, how does it, how did it feel when you help someone? And then why is it better when multiple people help students? And what are other ways you can help people in the school or the community? And I just found that very interesting on how you took a simple game and all of a sudden introduced the why. So he was getting this, he was asking the students to take a few, a few moments to reflect on what they had just done. Is that, is that am, I, am I hearing that correctly? Correct, yeah. So he asked the question, what was the first question he asked? He said, how does it feel when you help save someone? Okay, and then he would pause and let them either tell a neighbor or just think about it themselves. Yeah, yeah, he did, <laughs> didn't say how exactly the, the students reflected on it, but there, at some point the, the students reflected on how does, it, how does it feel to help someone? Okay, so they're, they're I'm, I'm just getting this picture. They, they're out there playing like all kids do. They're laughing, giggling, screaming, and dropping, kids on the on their back and and he just at the end just gets them to pause and know hey how did that how did that feel when you were helping or and did it feel better when you had more people helping and so he just got took just a couple moments and just allowed them to just let that sink in a little bit and deepen deepen the understanding and then That's took it to the next step of how does it feel when multiple when you know when when you, when you work together the teamwork the cooperation yeah. how does it how does it feel when, when you work together to help someone. Yeah, so he, he deepened it even further, again, getting that further self-reflection. Huh. And then you said he took it one step further to go even outside of the, the borders what, of the school. That, that's, what, that, that's what caught my attention, was, was taking such a simple game as dead ant tag and applying it to helping others, but then how can you help others out, out in the community? So we, we took the simple game of dead ant tag and now applied those skills. And I think, you know, that's what we're always trying to do is, is build kids for the future, give them the skills and the tools to be successful later in life. Right. And, and I see that just such a simple kindergarten activity of ant yeah. tag and the lessons that, that were learned there. And the time it took was probably less than a minute, right? To, to oh, ask totally. three questions. I mean, you could take longer if you wanted to say, okay, find a partner, talk more, but it doesn't sound like that's really what he did. He's just take a moment, reflect on this internally, Let's deepen the understanding. And I mean, obviously he's not using all those words, but he just basically takes less than a minute. And then magically he's deepened his lesson in 
if he had a 30 minute class period in one thirtieth of his time with the kids, he's taken that lesson just a whole nother level deeper into, you know, and even hitting some of the other standards for, for that matter. You know what? I'll take it on. I'll, I'll back up a little bit because it is kind of, it, it is this, this magical moment, if you will, because I was thinking about, I was thinking about this and then all of a sudden in my inbox, in my, in my email, I guess I got sent this newsletter, this, this essential PE newsletter. I was like, where, <laughs> where did that come from? Yeah. Could you uh, maybe tell me where that came from? <laughs> that is ironic on the timing of it. Yeah. Cause I got this. Um, I came across it in, in Twitter, the essential PE newsletter. And if you want to look it up, if you're listening to this, just Google that essential PE newsletter, it'll, it'll come up. Um, and I, I was just intrigued with it. There was a lot of just good points to, to think about it. I love their approach. They don't come at it with, uh, they know it all type of a thing. They approach it in a, in a, a method where they're kind of bringing up things to think about, kind of like you know, our podcast called Thinking PE. It's not, we know PE, we're going to tell you what, what everything means. They have a similar type of deal where it, just each, each paragraph is just kind of thought provoking and maybe really want to give you a call and say, hey, you, you want to read this? And I couldn't get a hold of you. So I thought, well, why don't I just sign you up? <laughs> I'm sure you won't get too angry at me. I'll, I'll probably be maybe signed up. All the other for, things I'll be I'll be sent now that you know that you have my email. I know. No, I'm a little nervous that you're going to get me back, and I'm what, what's going to come across my junk. Uh, my emails, yeah, your your actual mailbox. Yeah, I might have. So I might have just, the, the article uh, opened up a few worms here, but yeah. Go ahead with that, that article that you read. Yeah, the article that caught my attention, I said just uh, a quick newsletter, but one of the articles was, how many of you want to prepare your students for life outside the classroom? And then there was a, a, a short two-page article that was attached to it about a coach who uh, started off as a yelling and screaming coach and throwing chairs and stuff. And I, I immediately had visions of uh, Bobby Knight. I was yep. actually at a, a college basketball game where Bobby Knight threw a, threw a chair across the floor. So that's, <laughs> that's definitely a side note, but that's a true story. Uh, so he said he was one of those, co you know, that, that type, that coach yelling and screaming and then took a step back and understand. And, and it was kind of the dumb moment of, uh, you, you teach skills that you can use in the game. But one of the, one of the quotes from the, uh, from the article, I want my students to practice skills safely, to repeat them often, and then, and reflect on the outcomes. And that's the part that caught my attention was the, the, again, going back to that word reflection, reflect on the outcomes. Yeah, that's what you were talking about that that Twitter post did just just taking a, a couple of seconds in the in the lesson and having them self-reflect. Have you have you punched with this? Have you tried anything and figured out how you would apply it? I mean, this was a cool idea. It just struck you. Did it? Well, have you played it with it anywhere? You know, and what what we just did is we just just got done talking about things that we did today in our classes. Yeah. And, and kind of what we, you know, moments we, we could have used. And I say what, what popped up was uh, we're doing Olympic games because, you know, the Olympics are on right now. So we were doing stations of different Olympic games. And one of the games was the luge. And yeah. it, was just a, it was just an activity where the kids laid on, on, these, uh, on these big scooters, you know, the, the, the platforms with the two scooters underneath that we usually yep. use to haul mats around. And anyways, had one, one student lay down on their back and another student push them and see how far they could push them. And then I had lines set where they could get a, a, a bronze medal, a silver medal, or a gold medal. And kids had a blast with it. It was a lot of fun. But then 
what I was, what we were chatting about is, what if I took a minute and just talked about how, how did it feel to help somebody? How did it feel to, to push somebody on the scooter? And you brought up a great point about how did it feel to ride the scooter? Yeah. Yeah. And then what that, what I was thinking about with that is if, if your partner pushed you really fast, you have to trust that they're not going to just keep running you into a wall, or I don't know exactly how your setup was, but there's that, that trust factor that I thought, well, maybe you could explore that in that minute. Ask them, how did it feel to trust somebody else? And when you did trust them, did the level go up? Now think about the next time you have to trust that person. Is it going to be easier? And what would have happened if they ran you into a wall? How hard would it be if you break somebody's trust for them to trust you again? And again, you got to be careful with depending on the age group you're working with, how many questions you have. But just to do one or two of those questions to get them to start to think about, oh, that's what trust is. That's why, that's why these teachers think it's important to, you know, to be careful, to be safe. So you don't break the trust of somebody. And again, anyway, it, right it hits that national standard and the, and the actual standard is, is uh, S4, E4, the, the cooperation and the sharing. And I really liked what you talked about with the trust of building trust and how quickly you can break the trust. And now you can, you can apply that to a classroom setting uh, outside at recess or, or you know, play, playing in the neighborhood, just, just, right. just trust in general and a simple, a simple minute to, uh, to emphasize and, and learn about trust. And, and still playing that what was was a really fun activity of, of uh, the luge. Yeah. And it hit a standard. How about that? It's amazing really? how that works. We keep talking about standards. We're going to lose listeners out of, of boredom here. But <laughs> we're, it is amazing how these things come around. And personally, I found standards four and five a little harder to focus on. And to really make sure I'm hitting. And, and so it's really nice to have these discussions going. I can take a magic minute here. I don't have to design a whole lesson around a standard four or five. I can just apply something I'm already doing, pause for one thirtieth or, or less of my lesson. And now I've deepened the understanding and really applied that, that standard successfully. So um, we talked about some other ones too that hit other standards like jump rope. That was in your class, right? That we, we talked about that. You want to touch on that? How that hit standard? What that was? S five E two. What challenge? Yeah, and, challenge students. And there again, we you know we practice jump rope quite a bit, and and it's applying that perseverance and just taking that taking that minute to talk about perseverance and maybe you know at the beginning, beginning of class. Or think back to when you were, you know, we have a third grade or fourth grade. Think back to when you were in kindergarten, when you first got that jump rope, you know, or think of, of even today as we, as we learned a new skill. Is there, you know, is there anybody that, that just learned a new skill and, and talk about that perseverance and then being able to apply that to other settings, like, like a spelling test, you know, where, where you, uh, you have to, you have to practice in order to persevere, in order to accomplish something. Right. No, I like how you're applying it outside as well. And the big part for this, you know, this podcast for me and, and what when you brought this up, the big part for me is that self-reflection of the students. And yes, we can, as teachers, try to help them reflect, you know, and think about outside of themselves and outside of class. But the big part that's hitting me is this self-reflection. 
getting them, giving them 30 seconds even just to pause and think about what, what is, what did that feel like when I couldn't jump, I couldn't do a backwards jump rope when I walked in the gym today, I tried it five times and I was so frustrated, but then I could. And, and what does that feel like? And then they carry that with me, you know, and not even necessarily applying it to spelling, although it will, you know, naturally, even, even if you don't bring it up that, that I, same idea, they'll start to understand it where oh, maybe this time they come into gym next time and they can't do something. And they maybe think, well, you know, I, I can maybe keep pushing through this and I couldn't do the backwards jump rope, but now I can, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll try the crisscross this time. And there's just so many benefits that come from getting them to just pause just a little bit and self-reflect on whatever it is that your key what is it that your key focus is for teaching that day so you know and, and another one that, that i do quite a bit is rock paper scissors to solve problems you know whether it's uh, getting in line who's going to go first and, and we just we, we teach kids you know you do a rock paper scissors and that that's how you solve that problem and it was just interesting how you know, as, as we were chatting again, taking a minute, uh, a minute on, on on the why, what what other things are being built with that, and uh, you had commented on on the fairness, and how did it feel to have a fair tool? And yeah. what, what comes to mind is is the acceptance, you know, accepting the outcome, and and again having having just a, having a what's a, what's it feel like to have a fair tool to solve a problem? Yeah, because a lot of times in especially elementary. It's not fair that it's the louder kid, the stronger kid, the more aggressive kid that gets his way. And here you've given a tool that I don't know. I think it's God's gift to, to fire teachers <laughs> is this rock, paper, scissors, because for some reason, everybody just agrees to it. And you say you do rock, paper, scissors, and everybody accepts the outcome the, in, in the have that tool have them reflect on that. What does it feel like when everything's fair? I, th I think that's huge to, to help kids understand from a fairness, fairness perspective that life isn't always fair. And if you can, if you can get to a platform with a simple tool, it's not always simple, but in some ways it kind of reflects back on the teacher where this is why, this is why we set up rules. This is why I want you listening to the rules. So we're all playing by the same rules in gym class because then it's fair and you don't need to go into all that, I guess. But I, I guess that the piece I was really, really focused on there was that idea of when you, when you are an equal playing field, you mentioned it. How did it feel when you won and the other person accepted it or you lost and you just accepted it? How did that feel even though you didn't get your way or how did it feel when you did get your way? Just great, great reflection time. So I would ask you, what uh, what'd you do in your in your class today? Um, I was uh, working on gymnastics uh, routines. We were just starting to do our, our gymnastics routines. So that's an interesting question. You know, trying to think through what what magic minute could have I used? I didn't do this today. I didn't uh, get kids to re reflect. You got any ideas? What what could I have done to pause for thirty seconds and, and help kids reflect on something? You know, I, I think gymnastics. You're hitting your obvious physical standards of, of balance, balance, muscular strength, control. Um, but to to add to add the why in there again, it goes back to the perseverance of hmm. of, of a skill. 
what skill we practice, you know, again, it goes back to maybe something I couldn't do at the beginning of the class or the beginning of the unit. And now I can do it at the end of the unit. There's, it ties into that perseverance piece. Or well, so it's very similar to jump rope, what we were just talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I guess I'd even take it one step further and, and think about if somebody's struggling with an activity, what kind of, what kind of environment are we creating to allow that kid to persevere? You know, because I give the example, if, uh, if somebody shoots a bat, shoots an air ball in basketball and, every, and everybody laughs at that student for missing it, we create an environment where now it's not okay to make mistakes. So yeah. how do we create that environment in gymnastics or basketball or, or whatever, you know, pick your activity where it's, where it's okay to make mistakes? And how does it feel to be the one practicing and have everybody supporting you? As opposed to laughing at you or, or even ignoring you for that matter. I mean, when, when you bring this up at the end of class and you say, who, who couldn't do something and then could, you're basically saying, you're setting the atmosphere of, I'm expecting people to fail and fail and fail and then, and then succeed. You see, so you're kind of creating that environment, even with that question itself, it's just really laying, laying the groundwork for, I expect kids to fail in this class and I expect you not to quit either. But so that, that's kind of laying that foundation for what you were just talking about. Yeah, I guess in another area I was thinking about was, uh, was, was helping others have fun. You know, that's kind of a, kind of the idea of take, take basketball again for us. Cause we just, we just finished that unit. And if we play a game of around the world, and somebody's always winning that game of around the world, you know, a basketball player or somebody in AAU sports or something along those lines. How can, how can, how can we help others have fun? How can somebody, how can we adjust a game? And I, I th that's actually one of the, one of the standards in fifth grade is being able to uh, ac accept all, all skill levels. And I tie that into adapting games to ensure everybody's having fun. And I was just thinking perhaps shoot left-handed or shoot opposite handed, I should say. And now you're playing the same game with somebody, but you're allowing that person to have fun as well. And so how, how do you tie that into what we were just been talking about here with the magic, the magic minute? Would you, at the end of class, I mean, you've been trying to train kids in doing this and then ask them at the end, how, how did it feel when you adapted? Is that, is, am I on the right track there? Yeah. It's to get them to self-reflect on that. How did it feel to, it is not the, have to win, but to actually help somebody else out. Yeah, and it goes back goes back to uh, Kyle Bragg's ant tag. How did it feel to help somebody else? How did it feel when multiple people helped somebody else? We're, you know, working together, teamwork, to ensuring that 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 somebody else is having fun, somebody else is succeeding. Yeah, boy, I wish I'd have had this in my arsenal. Just a, a couple of weeks ago, I had one of our toughest kids. He's He's very athletic and he was held back a year. So he's older to start with. He would be one of the stars if he was in his age group, but he's down a, an age group. So he's just so dominant in everything and he's so competitive. But the other day, without being told or anything, we were playing floor hockey and he was the goalie. And we had one, one of our lower kids that was really struggling. And I was trying to teach this kid how to hold a stick and he barely got a hold of the puck shoots it on this kid and this kid it looked like instinct makes a dramatic dive for it purposely missing the puck and lets it go in the net 
it was just a wonderful feeling for me because this is a tough this is a tough kid we, we really get him to smile but he purposely let this goal in and i wish i would have been able to pull him aside later and you know just ask them that question get him to reflect on how how good did that feel i made a big deal of it to compliment him later but i wish i would have had this where i could ask him just just take that magic moment magic minute and get him to reflect on that how good did that feel and maybe use that as a building block for the future well i wish we had this conversation a few hours ago when you know before <laughs> school when we were when i was setting up the luge you know and and i mean we were just having a blast watching these kids push each other trying to get the gold medal I had another cold cone for what we call the world record but uh to be able to incorporate the trust the, the magic yeah. minute if you will yeah no for sure i I think this is a good discussion. It raised some things for, for me. I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you didn't just pass over that Twitter feed and yeah. you just kind of reflected on it a bit and it caused us to, you know, I don't know how long this podcast went, but you know, caused us to really think about things and do a whole podcast on it. Yeah, Hopefully so. it's helpful for other people to think about. Totally. So it, it, it started with a Twitter feed that I almost scrolled right past because it's a game I've played before. and it finished for me with incorporating trust into the luge. But if you could wrap this thing all up for us, what would, what would you what would you have to say? That's a good question. Um, we've been using the terms self reflection quite a bit. So in in some ways, I'd say you know the the magic minute is really getting kids to self reflect. And that <laughs> is thinking PE. PE. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Thinking PE. Find us on all your favorite podcast providers by searching Thinking PE. For more resources and videos, go to www.thinkingpe.com. Thanks for listening.